And welcome back. This is the Monday episode of No Buts About It, but it is currently 1.12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in Indiana and in Pittsburgh, Chuss's basement, where he is sitting right now about 30 yards from the camera for some reason. I think he's just hey, tired. I'm, I, I'm lounging a little bit, okay? Yeah, I, mean, that was... I can sit really close if I want, but I can lounge in a little bit today. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we... Well, more so Chuss got busy doing homework. I didn't do homework. Yeah. I finished mine on time. I had a final project due, and um, not that I hadn't finished it. It's just there was just a lot more to some of these questions that I um, didn't really read too much into. And then whenever I was doing it, I was like, oh, shoot, I probably should do a little bit more elaborative work on it. So I ended up taking a lot longer than I expected. So that's why it's 1.15 a.m. I told Josh originally we were going to record between 11.30 and midnight. So just to put that in perspective. So. Yeah. And so now this is probably going to be uploaded around 9, 10 a.m. when I get up, hopefully, if I get up on time before I head back to school. But you, we'll you see. Want to, this, you want me to call you or text you saying good morning and try to wake you up? You, you, up, you can try. You wake can up. try. We don't uh we don't have a lot of news to talk about, so this is gonna be a shorter show anyway. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, rattled everyone's mind on Easter Sunday, which hopefully everyone had a great Easter Sunday, um, spending time with family, and, uh, and uh, also happy Passover to our uh, Jewish friends. <laughs> to all our Jewish listeners yeah, out there. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, happy Passover. I didn't I, I, that didn't click. Yeah, it's. I know it's kind. They're kind of tied. Week, yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm barely awake, and you threw that wrench in. Yeah, before, before <laughs> you're like happy Easter, everyone. I'm like, what, what about Passover? Come on. Before we get started, that's not even a before joke. Before we, I have, I have Jewish friends. I have Jewish friends too. Well, I have one Jewish friend. Before <laughs> before we get started, um, I've just been thinking about this a lot, and I I know it sucks, and it seems like it's happening more often that. People I'm fans of from the beginning of their careers, or at least from when I experienced them for the first time, and they're still fairly young in their careers. I'm not going to claim that I've discovered all these underground artists that are now big, but it seems like as soon as money gets involved a lot of the time, they like kind of sell out, and they like change their entire perspective of who they are and just throw away everything that they were before. And uh, I just wanted to say, our show is not going to do that. I don't care how big the contract is. I don't care what it is. We are not going to sell out. I will make sure that we won't sell out. Chuss might sell out, but I won't sell out. I don't think Chuss will sell out, but I can't speak for him. <laughs> I don't know if Chuss is going to sell out. Well, hey, I can't speak for you. I can only speak for myself. I don't I think mean, you will sell out, though. I think you're. I mean, what, what, and what, what, like, because, I mean,. Uh, and what elaborate what you mean, kind of just because like I I don't I'm absolutely not a sellout, but elaborate what you mean just a little bit. Yeah, I I don't. We're not gonna start advertising or accepting sponsors for stuff if they, to our knowledge, sell something that goes against our moral principles or the principles of the show. The principles of the show is to provide a family friendly show. That's why we try to limit the cussing to uh, help people learn more about football, help people learn what is going on in the world of football. 
we aren't going to change that to um, accept some sort of sponsor or anything that would provide money. That's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen. I don't want that to happen, and I hate it when usually musical artists that I like do that. I'm not going to name names, but yeah. So just wanted to say that. Just want to put that out there so that it's like on the interwebs and that can come back to haunt me at some point if I ever do break that promise, but I hope I don't. I don't plan on it. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's, the hope would be for our show wouldn't necessarily be also with, you know, getting sponsors from brands if we were to ever sponsors or advertisements for brands that, yes, moral beliefs, yes, but also that don't necessarily interlink also with the podcast. I feel like, you know, being an advert, like advertising for pencils for, for a, uh, I mean, unless we like, we, you could put a spin on your pencils. I'll take a, pen- I'll take a like, pencil sponsorship. I mean, the number I, two pencil yeah, pencil. Yeah. Yeah. But then like number two, yeah. But like, it's, <laughs> I mean, the only thing we can do with it is just, you know, kind of advertise it as like a, a pencil as in like, Oh yeah. You know, they write plays with this pen, this type of pencil, like, Oh, so cool. I just, I mean, as long as it's, you know, I, I like to, you know, I, I'm a person that always tends to, I, I like to swear, you know, but for the show, I, I, I don't swear. Uh, a lot of times I try to hold myself back. Um, but yeah, let's, yeah, let's definitely try to not sell out. Yeah, just, that's the plan. Yeah. Don't sell out. Let's um, be independent, no contracts, just try to grow big. And I, I think I'm yeah, stubborn enough that I won't ever sell out, but. I mean, remember, this is your show. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, even if I was like, thought something would be a great idea, in the end, it is your decision. It's not mine. So, you can't. So, in the end, if if you're not going to sell out, I can't sell out either. So, I hold all so the, I hold all the marbles. For this. Yeah, you hold all the marbles anyway. So. Uh, oh, boy. Well, that being said, let's get to Odell Beckham Jr. So, the stage is set. I am sitting on my grandma's couch in northeastern Indiana after a wonderful Easter Sunday meal. And I'm scrolling through Twitter. I'm saying nothing's going to happen today. Nothing usually happens on Sundays anyway with the off season. Now it's Easter. And uh, two, thing, two things happened. And one of them we're not going to talk about because I don't know if there's any truth to it or not. But... Uh, Twitter was blowing up over a guy who I very much love. If you're on Twitter and you look at my shirt, you can probably guess. Um, but then I see literally this is how, these are how the tweets popped up for me. It was Odell Beckham jr. To uh, go and visit with the New York jets on Monday. So I sent that to Stan. I was like, Hey, Odell is actually interested with signing with you guys. <laughs> And then the very next tweet was Ian Rappaport. And it said, Odell Beckham Jr. signs one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. And the key thing was, is he said a huge addition for Baltimore's quarterback. He didn't say Lamar Jackson. So a lot of people are picking up on that. Um, another interesting thing is Lamar posted a lot about it. He was posting about Odell. He seemed excited about the signing. But last week, Lamar said he wasn't going to be uh, a Baltimore Raven. He felt disrespected by the office. Maybe this changes things. Maybe not. Ravens fans are hopeful that it is. But I felt bad for Stan the Jet fan because he got, within 30 seconds of each other, he got a text from me that said, hey, 
Odell might be a New York Jet. And then right after, yeah, Odell's a Raven. Never mind. The contract is worth up to $18 million, $15 million guaranteed. I think that's an overpay. And a little bit later, we'll talk about who he is getting paid more than uh, this season as far as cap hit goes. But what do you think about this kind of overall going on with Odell and how it might affect Lamar? Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of – it's one of those things where would a wide receiver change a quarterback's desire to stay or leave? And with Lamar, he has been very, you know, eager and, you know, very pushing the idea – on social media and whatnot that he's not staying and i think that you know baltimore's trying everything that they possibly can to keep him to stay or get him to stay i should say but um you know i i don't know if it would necessarily i mean it would definitely help the wide receiver core for lamar instead of him scrambling all the time and then potentially getting injured you know i i think that you know if you have some solid wide receivers out in the backfield you know it, it would be um like really solid just to be able to throw to some decent wide receivers rather than some wide receivers that are, I wouldn't say not good, but just not up to tier with other wide receivers. Cause you have, you look at the division and like it, you look immediately at the Bengals and they have three solid wide receivers. And then you even, and the Steelers, you know, have George Pickens coming up as a potential really solid wide receiver. And then, you know, you go to Baltimore and it's like, who do they really have that's, you know, that notable that's been, you know, in the news, you know, it's, it's all Lamar and, you know, and a lot, and he was, you know, a rushing leader and it, it just comes with a lot of, you know, a lot to say is Lamar is a per like Lamar is a player rather than like who he's throwing to and stuff. He's like scrambling a lot. He's like a running back almost. It's really crazy. But long story short, I think that it's a good move for Baltimore in a sense, because Odell will play well until week 12 when he tears his ACL. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> so, that, that's and all that Odell is never coming on the show. <laughs> uh, well, he is Confirm. very injury prone. And um, I think that, you know, I think he's a solid wide receiver and I think he's great. He's just very injury prone. And I think that there is a very solid chance that he may hurt himself again. So, especially if he's the wide receiver one and he's like the only one, you know, out there running routes and stuff. I mean, I mean, he got hurt, you know, he's gotten hurt so many times that, you know, he's getting up there in age when it comes to his body. Like maybe his, like his actual age doesn't speak for himself, but like, he's 30. Yeah. But and yeah, and you can tell by his injuries that he's a lot, his body's a lot older per se than um you know even what his age because 30 is kind of young still i mean you still have some like tyree kill is like 29 and he's still fighting well but with injuries and stuff they start to pile up what well tyree kill i'm glad you brought that up tyree kill has said after this dolphins contract he's retiring yeah so even he's kind of recognizing he's getting up there in age and 30 isn't old as far as lifespan goes um yeah but it is for an NFL player. That's why when Tom Brady was still playing at the age of 44, 45, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's 
this guy's freaking ancient. How? Yeah. Like 44, 45 isn't that old. That's like still fairly young. And uh, in my mind, but he, he was playing in the NFL where you're getting hit nearly every play. Um, Same with Lamar, same with Odell. Odell does have an injury history. Uh, That's facts. A lot of people have pointed out that Odell is a wide receiver three on a lot of teams at this point. He's a wide receiver four on some. Then with the Ravens, he's automatically the wide receiver one. There's no competition in the in the room. And that's where that gets kind of tricky because, you know, with him being the wide receiver one, would he be even more injury prone? You know, because he's he's the one running the the deep routes, the fades. You know, he's the one running these ridiculous routes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's a lot of the younger guys, or even the ones that are you know not maybe not as injury prone or just you know physically capable of doing it. Not that Odell wouldn't be able to. It's just you know he was even you know he was hurt during his Super Bowl run. Like there, there's just a lot of it, you know issues in his you know track record, and I think that. I think it would be a good pickup if he stays healthy because if he stays healthy, it, you know, Baltimore would, would have a solid wide receiver in Odell as long as he can, you know, be like continuously, you know, be good as he was. But um, would that change Lamar from leaving? That could be up for debate because, you know, if he's really excited about Odell being there, it might make him, you know, more eager to stay. But also if they're not going to pay him, and he still feels held back by Baltimore's organization, there's still that really big chance that he doesn't want to stay there. I mean, you know, the, the offseason's still long. I mean, we haven't even hit the draft yet. So, I mean, we still have all summer up until August before, you know, we, we could see Lamar get traded sometime in July even. Or we may see Lamar stay in Baltimore because, you know, of Odell, and maybe they'll make some other additions to their roster. Maybe they'll make some trades. Maybe they'll make some wide receiver acquisitions in the draft or, you know, really try to help him out on, on offense because, you know, homie can't run forever. I mean, he is he is 26. You know, he's still relatively young, but, um, but he definitely, you know, eventually at some point the scrambling will probably slow down. And, and it's not that it's it's kind of you know it's just it's just as we said like as you get older it's it you know the, the hits are harder and it and it hurts so Lamar probably it wouldn't be in the best place for him to continuously scramble until he's thirty five because at some point he might shatter his freaking leg and may never be able to play again so it's one of those things where you, you need wide receivers to help him out a little bit and then having him be able to scramble is definitely like a a solid like a solid skill to have but. You know, would it make him stay? I don't know. I, I would say give it some time, see what else Baltimore has up their sleeve for some acquisitions, because this is only the beginning, I feel like, for Baltimore. Well, I mean, according to Ravens fans, Bengals fans are supposed to be worried now because they have Odell and Lamar and Mark Andrews. And, but uh, I'm, don't, I, I'm as, not worried. As, I'm a not... Non, as a non-Bengals fan <laughs> and also an AFC North rival, I don't think you have anything to worry about. I'm, I'm not worried. That acquisition. I, am not. I, I think, like I said, I think Odell is solid, but that is one wide receiver compared to Cincinnati's three mega wide receivers and a freaking, and a Joey B and a, um, and a pretty solid, what, you guys still have Mixon, right? Nothing happened with him. He, he didn't get. I don't want to talk about it. Or, okay. <laughs> so. So Mixon is 
yeah so mixon whether you have mixon or not you guys you'll have a running back that'll probably be good hopefully eckler eckler's coming to the Bengals. remember yeah where do you where do you think so i've got all the cap hits for wide receivers listed out right now according to spottrack.com um where do you think the 15 million guaranteed it's it's up to 18 million but Adam Schefter says 15 million of it is guaranteed. Where do you think that puts Odell on like one to 10 on paid receivers? Highest paid receivers, paid receivers with the fit with the 15 million guaranteed and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be up on like somewhere in the top five. I was going to say like three or four. No, he's actually not. He is actually with the 15 million that would put him behind. He'd be number 10. That would put him right behind Deontay Johnson, who plays for your team. However, the two guys right behind him are Stefan Diggs, who will have a calf pit of 14875000 and Devontae Adams, who will have a cap hit of 14740000 And then DK Metcalf is 13th at uh, $13,720,000. So, and Michael Thomas was 12, but his contract is weird and no one knows how he's going to perform because he was on the pup list last year. So I just left him out. But um, with the incentives, though, it bumps him up to he will be number eight and he would be ahead of Tyler Lockett then as well. And this is, this is back. This is Odell. Odell. Yeah. So if Odell hits all the incentives in his contract. He will be getting paid more than Tyler Lockett, Deontay Johnson, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and DK Metcalf, to name a few big-name wide receivers. That's insane. Mm. Yeah. I, I. That's why I kind of don't like this signing, because a lot of people are saying, oh, he's going there to earn. Okay, not a lot of people, but Ravens fans are saying, he's going there to to play with Lamar and make the Ravens Super Bowl contenders. No. No. He's going there because they offered they offered him 15 million guaranteed. Yeah. He and and if he gets and it's one of those things where it's like if he gets hurt, it's not going to be you know like it's going to be like if he gets hurt, it's one of those it's a guaranteed contract where it was, you know, as we said, you know, heavy guaranteed contracts you know, sometimes struggle with weight because if they get hurt, you know, you're still guaranteeing them that money. Is it a, how long is it? Is it a three, one, two, three, one, one. year? That's that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what, yeah. If, I, if, and I don't think it would make them that much more of a Super Bowl contender. I mean, if, if, they, if he was like wide receiver two or three, I would say, yeah, maybe, you know, with whoever else he might be with, you know, at the time, like, but I just don't know. I mean, I think Lamar is definitely a uh, generational talent, but I don't think he's anything like Patrick Mahomes in a sense where he can make any wide receiver look good. Well, the according to the Houston Texans, or not the Houston Texans, according to Carson Palmer, <laughs> I have two <laughs> thoughts. Where going. Did you I was going to say, I bet if the Houston Texans had offered Odell $15 million guaranteed, he would have gone there. Because it's like, Probably, honestly, yeah. on a one-year contract, if you're paying me more than Devontae Adams, who's arguably the best receiver in the NFL, sure. Um, but no, I was talking, according to Carson Palmer, who Not I have Carson had. Carson Wentz. 
not Carson Wentz, Carson Palmer, who has a, had amnesty for the Cincinnati Bengals for a long time, and some of it's justified. He said Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. He said Joe's more consistent. That, that's that been all over the news, too, because everyone's like, Carson Palmer hates the Bengals. Carson Palmer didn't really like Joe Burrow. And now Carson Palmer is saying, hey, you know who's better than Patrick Mahomes? Joey B, number nine. I don't really have any evidence to back that up other than Carson Palmer said it. So I'm, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that I, I'm not just, a, I'm not doing that argument. That's <laughs> a, that's an argument for another time. I feel like, um, I definitely think Joe Burrow's up there and like, I, I think in my rankings, I think I put him at like number two for AFC quarterbacks, I think, but I don't, Mahomes is very, uh, what NFC what? quarterback are you going to put above him? What AFC quarterback? Yeah, no, NFC. Because you said he's number two for AFC quarterbacks. Are you saying there's an yeah. NFC quarterback better than him? No, no, no. Number two for AFC quarterback. Like, just the AFC. Because remember, we did the we talked about yeah. it on the show the one yeah, time. Yeah, we said yeah. what were the top top five AFC quarterbacks that they're talking about it. No, I, I don't know what NFC quarterback I would put above him, if any. I wouldn't put any honest. above him. Yeah, so... Um, um, the only, the only quarterback I'd probably put above him right now is Patrick Mahomes. But the only reason is, is just because of his, like, yes, I get, you know, oh, Joe, Joe Burrow's consistent, but Patrick Mahomes has been playoff consistent. So, and yes, I know that it comes with a lot of things. Yes, I get that. But it's the same case with Lamar Jackson in a way. Lamar Jackson tends to be consistent MVP, but somehow still folds in the playoffs. And we it's just, how does that happen? <laughs> you know? Or how how does Baltimore fold every year? I guess the world may never know. The world may never know. That's right. So. Let's see here. I've got a. I forgot about our little debate we were gonna have. Um, what little debate we were gonna have? Cam Newton. Ooh. I, I just remembered it. So, I texted. You, <laughs> I texted you <laughs> I this on Thursday. So Cam Newton, old old Cam. Well, about two weeks ago, he was on Instagram saying, "I don't know how all these randoms have got a better have got starting jobs, and I don't, or something like that." He was swinging his arms. That's why I started doing that. I don't. I think he was warming up or Jesus. something. And he said, "There ain't thirty-two people better than me." Basically, what he was saying. Now he's come out and said that he is willing to back up these quarterbacks: Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Tua, Tua Tagovailoa, Malik Willis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Sam Howell. And I texted you that list, and I said, I want to see if you see the same pattern as me. Uh, you said mostly... <laughs> Mostly scramblers or quarterbacks of color. I mean, it's, I, I'm not wrong though. No, you're I, not. Because you know, because like I figured as which like you know he's either you know Cam Newton was a scrambler, and not only that, but also a lot of the quarterbacks were, you know, you know persons of color. Yeah. So um, and I figured <laughs> I said that because Cam Newton is also a person of color that he would be backing up a lot of these players because, you know, just, <laughs> ju it, it just, you know, it was just, a, so. it was just kind of a random thing to pick up on. 
but I just I, I just it was just a trend that I noticed that you're mm-hmm. looking for trends and I was yeah. like almost all of these people have been scramblers or you know are scramblers and um and yeah and most of them are you know same you know similar ethnicity so yeah so what I noticed and you agreed with this was that they're all quarterbacks that are likely to get injured because they're scramblers or benched because they're young. I thought it was interesting that he was willing to back up Malik Willis, who is a backup, but not Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's all, Joe Burrow is also not on this list, but Jalen Hurts is. So that's um, where I that's where I said like yeah. the the, the people of color came in because it's not it, it's very trendy with that because it's like you know a lot of you know and three of them are. So he put C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson, but he didn't put Will Levis. He's not willing to back up Will Levis out of the draft. It just doesn't. (laughs) I don't understand where the list came from. It was just like, I don't don't even think it was a trend. I I just think it was just he threw a bunch of names in a hat and was just like, these are the quarterbacks that I'm going to be backing up. Because I don't think there's like a – it's it's rookies and like I get you know because maybe there's a situation where you know he wants to help the rookies, you know, improve. But he also like you said in an interview a week ago, he said no quarterback is better than him or whatever. He mm-hmm. said in so the there ain't thirty two better than me. There ain't thirty two better than him. Well, yeah. so, but he's well. I I think it's kind of. I said I think it's kind of dirty the way he's kind of because I mean he's obviously hoping some of these guys get hurt or. Or not, ho- not necessarily hoping, but he's willing to back them up because he knows there's a possibility that they could get hurt. Like uh, like Josh Allen, you're not going to bench Josh Allen. Same. Yeah, but you, you, you hope that – almost not hope, but like he would hope that, yeah. oh, maybe he'll have a chance. But Same with Aaron Rodgers. Things, yeah, I mean that's the same thing. Like it would be an Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, but like Malik Willis, it would, it would be a bench situation. Like oh. It'd be like, oh, we're benching Malik Willis, you know. But but it's also interesting he said Malik Willis because it's almost like he's assuming Ryan Tannehill isn't staying. Yeah, it's which I that's think... interesting in itself. But also, you know, where would Ryan Tannehill go if Malik Willis is the starter? Because in my opinion, Malik Willis hasn't really shown that much to earn the starting job in Tennessee. I don't. So. I don't think Malik Willis will be the starter. To be honest, I. And I obviously haven't been that high on Malik Willis from the beginning, but it seems from what I've read that the Titans are kind of out on Malik Willis now completely. And they're they're potentially looking up at drafting a quarterback. Uh, the quarterback I've seen them tied to, along with every other team, is your boy Anthony Richardson, who you uh, have been a huge advocate of him declaring for the draft. You thought that that was the smartest decision he ever made in his life. Just should he should have just waited one more year. He just should have waited one more year. I just like I know I ripped into him, but I just I just really wish that he would have went one more year because it it makes it makes a difference almost. Like granted, he's already first round, but if he would, but I mean, I guess he's in a perfect spot now because he's first round talent. But I just thought that you know if he would have went that extra year, it might have shown a little bit more promise than his stats kind of shown not saying he's gonna be bad i'm just saying that there's only like two years of film compared to like a some of these quarterbacks that have like four or five years of film or even three and some have like a lot of 
just different things that they were nominated for, like Heisman candidates and different things. And then you have like a Stetson Bennett who's drafting in the seventh, who's going to get drafted in like the sixth or seventh round, who is like a natty, uh, double natty champion. Yeah, but we, we know Stetson, but that, well, A, Stetson Bennett is old. He's older than some quarterbacks already in the league. And he, let's be honest, the defense wins championships when it comes to Georgia. But yeah, but also that that still, I mean, freaking yeah, he still the, did well. The accolades like, are I mean, there. That's true. But Anthony Richardson, he, it the vibes are off. Like I hope he does well because he seems like a nice guy. If anything, I would rather him stay in college for an, at least another year just to work on his mental toughness because he's admitted that he gets like anxious when he plays and he makes stupid throws. And I'm afraid that he's going to be another Zach Wilson type player who like no one was really paying attention to until the NFL combine. And then the NFL combine happens. He does really well. And then everyone's like, Oh my gosh, this is the next greatest player of all time and all that. But to what you said about play, and we've talked about this before, uh, senior year is huge. I'm, I just pulled up Joe Burrows real quick. Joe Burrow, his junior year at LSU had 16 touchdowns, five interceptions. His senior year, he had 60 touchdowns and six interceptions. So that's a huge difference if your name is Joe Burrow. And it shows that the potential effect that your senior year can have um, on your draft stock. Because I don't, I don't really think Joe Burrow was getting looked at all that much until his senior year. Yeah, I mean, that that's the – I mean, even with, like, Kenny Pickett, I mean – you know, he went his super senior year because the year he was graduating was COVID. And um, he went that extra year because the NCAA gave them the option. And so he went that extra year. And, you know, he went from probably being like a sixth, fifth, sixth round candidate for quarterback to jumped up to a first round, first quarterback drafted in that draft class. So it's it's almost very crucial to play that year. And granted, it, I'm not because already Anthony Richardson, like I said, is a first round talent. And like I said, Joe Burrow and Kenny Pickett, if they would have picked their draft a year sooner probably would have been drafted very very low but in this case like he's already supposed to be like top guy now all of a sudden but the thing is is like you said with the zach wilson thing it's it it could be really tough because in an idea of him jumping too soon it might be too quick and he didn't have that extra year to just like get ready because i'm pretty sure bryce young is a junior right he's going to be a senior I think because I think he only played three years. Um, I don't think he played his senior year, but he he could have declared draft last year because, um, you know, he was I'm pretty sure he's a junior. I'm but I might be wrong. Uh, it says see. OK, it says he only played three years, but this says class freshman and then it says class sophomore and then it says class senior. Probably because it was his last year, probably maybe. He was just but either way, th- so smart. He, but still, three years. Yeah. So, like, but he played – he could have declared draft last year, and he didn't. And a lot of people were expecting him to, but he didn't. And he took that extra year, and I think it just improved his playing style. And, and I think that he will be a pretty – I think Bryce Young would probably be a solid quarterback as of right now over Anthony Richardson if – and I say this with an if – if Anthony Richardson – goes to the right team, I think he can be developed well. Do I think he will be immediately a GOAT? No. He will not be immediately a GOAT. He's just he doesn't have as much experience as some of these other guys coming in, getting drafted. 
So, what's on your hat? Is it the hat? Oh, you, oh, you know, <laughs> let somebody cook. <laughs> no fuss about it. <laughs> I honestly wasn't sure if that was a hat. The hat. I just knew yeah. that you had a hat from mm-hmm. the show, so I took a. Yep, that is the official let somebody cook, no buts about it, hat. You can go uh, check it out Mer- in the description, the merch link. That's yeah, a, I, I, told you I, would wear, I, I told you I would wear the hat. I, I just, know you I would. Didn't I didn't know if you forgot. This week. I know. No, I, I told you I would. But I wore it all day today. I wore it all day today. It's, okay. it's now become one of my favorite hats, honestly. They're, they're, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this because – it's my merch. I'm saying this because it's actually really comfortable and it's really nice. Yeah. The, like, well, the hat, like I said, it, it it's it's made by a brand. Um, it's made by Classics, which I have a bunch of hats that are made by Classics, and I really like their hats. And when I saw it was a Classic brand, I was like, no freaking way. And then um, the logo or the the let somebody cook, you know, the the infamous saying that I have said in uh some shows um it's really cool and i like the uh, i've been rocking a lot more of the mesh ones because it doesn't make my head as hot because i feel like when i have other hats on without the little whole mesh thing or whatever they call it um because it's what a trucker hat is that what these are called it should be yep yeah it's just it ain't like normal hats just get so freaking hot and then these ones at least give me a little bit of air Mm. now when i was younger though i hated them because my like i would push them down and my hair would stick out of them um, so I hated them, but as I got older, I have like shorter hair on top now, so it's nice. But yeah, go go buy the hat, and if you can't afford the hat, I understand. Buy the sticker. There's a sticker that says "Let somebody cook." So uh, yeah. get a sticker, get a hat, get whatever you want. It's in the store. Link will be in the description. But yeah, I agree with you about Anthony Richardson. I'm I'm glad the Bengals don't need a quarterback. Let me just say that because. I, I'm not really sure any of these guys are guys that I'm going to be confident in, and I think that's why Colts fans were, like, pulling so hard for Lamar because they're like, then we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, because, I mean, like, I think the, some of these quarters show potential, but it's 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 like a, a – I want to say above-average quarterback class because I think some of these guys can be good, but I think some of them are going to be busts. I don't know who's going to be bust because I could be like, oh, yeah, Bryce Young's going to be great, and then he ends up being a bust. I mean, I think he'll be good, but also it's not one of those things where it's – it doesn't feel like any of these quarterbacks are going to be, like, generational as of right now. I mean, I think I think there could be a chance that they are, but it's not like from what I've been seeing that they're being ranked at a point where they're like, this guy is going to be the next big thing. Like, I mean, I mean, some of them are being hyped up as the next big thing, but, I mean – it's it's same thing it's the it's the trevor lawrence thing it's just you know it took him almost a year and a half before that that team and granted it was a whole messy situation down in jacksonville but you know you you got to give it time but i do think it's a little bit it's not i I would say last year's quarterback class was uh, 10 times weaker than this one but i definitely think that there there's definitely been better quarterback classes yeah 2020 that was a great quarterback class. I mean, I mean, I'm not just saying that because of Joe. I mean, you got Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua. Uh, I mean, 2018, uh, 2018. Uh, Baker, Lamar, one? Darnold, Allen, Josh Rosen, who there were nine mistakes ahead of him. Um. <laughs> BS. 
And then Skip Bayless said uh, that no one had ever heard of Josh Allen and no one was going to remember Josh Allen because he was no Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. So here we are now. Yikes. But, yeah, I mean, there's been some better quarterback classes. And, I mean, granted, any of these guys could end up being, like like I said, it could be like a a C.J. Stroud or a Will Levis that we think is just like we're just kind of overlooking that ends up being that that guy, that that Josh Allen type thing where it's like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to be talking about Josh Allen. Everyone's going to be talking about, uh, you know, you know, freaking, you know, Sam Darnold. But it and like for us, it could be like, oh, yeah, no one's going to be talking about, you know, Will Levis and Stroud. Everyone's talking about Richardson and Young and it might end up being Stroud and Levis. I mean, it or it could be none of them or it could be all of them. They all could be generational. But. You know, you hope that for them and you hope that for their teams because some of these teams that really need quarterbacks really are hoping that these quarterbacks are good. And, I mean, it's just it's just the risk you take. So, Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett are going to be the two best quarterbacks out of this class. Honestly, heard, I, I heard it really here first. Like no buts about it. I feel like Stetson Bennett actually could be really like it could be like a really sleeper type guy. Oh, my gosh, my ears sticking out of my hat. Sorry. Um, I, uh. I feel like Stetson Bennett could end up being one of those guys where it's just like he gets drafted late by just some team and then some quarterback gets hurt and then he goes in and then it's like a Brock Purdy situation where he just like runs through. And like, I'm not saying it could, it would, it, it like very well may not happen, but he has all the potential in the world to do it be based on what team would be surrounding him. And since it's such a late round pick, it could be a somebody, it could be literally like a, it literally could be a situation where it's like, oh yeah, the Bengals could draft him just just for the giggles. It's just like, oh yeah, we have him just just because. And then Joe Burrow, I hope this doesn't happen. You're but fun it's, of let's... my mock. I mocked him to the Bengals. Oh my bad, but but <laughs> but <laughs> but I also had Stetson Bennett on my mock as well. So for the Steelers, but more or less, like if if you had Stetson Bennett going to the Bengals, for example. And like Joe Burrow had like an ankle injury and he was out like six to eight weeks. And then Seth and Bennett goes in and then runs through like goes eight and or something crazy. It's like, whoa, what now? Like, I mean, granted, you wouldn't you wouldn't bench Joe, but like it's just like, what what the heck are we gonna do? Now in San Francisco is a little different. You know, Jimmy G was, you know, they you know, they have their own quarterback great. carousel over in yeah. San Francisco. We could yeah, do an entire clip on that. But and we already kind of did. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, we could do a whole nother one, I'm sure. Um, but it is 2 a.m. I'm tired and you're tired, I'm sure. And I've got a dr- long drive tomorrow. You've got school tomorrow. Uh, so I think I, I should go into my spiel if that is all right with you. I mean, yeah. I mean, did we miss anything? I don't think so. Should, is there anything we were going to talk about on the show that we forgot and that we're no. going to talk about on the next show? Bad mouth. Uh, well, depending how T Higgins pans out. Am I talking about the, that on the that, next show? That, yeah, that was the last thing that I, well, I, I remembered you talking about something else, but we'll, that we'll talk a, about that. I alluded with, to it. I alluded yeah. to it in the show, and I said I didn't really want to talk about it because I have no idea what's going on, and no one knows what's going on except for uh, Cincinnati Bengal number five, his mom, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's time hope for the all spiel. Goes well with him, yeah. Real quick, hope all goes well with him, and. Uh, Regardless of if he gets traded or stays with the Bengals, you know, hope for the best for him and his family and 
for himself as a player. We need a uh, we need a song. Joe's got some cool songs on his channel, so we need some songs. We can go on Fiverr and buy a beat or some sort of <laughs> like podcast <laughs> beat. Yeah, or I'll make one in FL Studio for you. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, here's the spiel. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. It really helps us out. We can be found anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. If you're watching us on video, congrats, you've already found us. Our social media pages are No Butts underscore show on Instagram, No Butts Show on TikTok. My Twitter is Josh underscore Butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can e- you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop where you can buy Chuss's awesome hat. Chuss, show him the hat one more time. That's right. Let somebody cook will be in the description. So check out the merch, especially the hat. And Chuss is flexing on you. You can do that too once you have the hat. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone, and we'll see you all on Wednesday.